Welcome to the Embodied Business Revolution podcast with myself, Polly Lavarello, created for entrepreneurs and online business owners who know that business gets to be different from what we've been told. Join me and my entrepreneurial guests for insights into how they've created wild success while dropping the hustle and honoring their well-being. Because I believe that success is more than a financial destination. It's how we get to feel every day. Hello, my lovely listener, and today I'm talking to you about reactivity, how it can be your greatest ally and your worst enemy when it comes to growing an online business. Um, And I felt super inspired to jump on and talk about this today because I have done something super reactive in the last week, um, which is changing the course of our business's focus over the next month. And I'm also seeing for some other business owners where being reactive is actually not being helpful. And so I guess I wanted to kind of talk about what I'm talking about here as to like, where is it unhelpful? Where is it helpful? So let's start with where it is unhelpful. So the nature of online business is that it is relatively, I wouldn't say, I don't know if unpredictable is quite the correct word because What I can say is that every time I hit a new financial milestone, I never seem to veer too far off it again. There seems to be something to do with muscle memory in growing a business that once you get past a certain kind of milestone, it becomes a lot easier. Like it's like flexing a muscle like that, that first 3K ceiling, 5K ceiling, 10K ceiling can seem so far away. And then once you get past that, you know, then getting to the 15K, the 20K, the 30K, and then suddenly 40K, it's really quite (laughs) remarkable. Um, And, you know, some of it comes down to just time, time and business. Of course, I've been around like over two years now. So I have a certain trust that's been, that's just naturally being built in that time, authority and experience, right? People talk about the good experiences they've had working with me and that in itself has helped me immensely. But the truth is, because it can be a bit unpredictable and some months we can feel like the hottest thing on the coaching market and the next month it can feel like we are shouting into a social media abyss with no echo, nothing coming back. And it can feel immensely frustrating. It can feel like you're having the same kind of sales conversations again and again. It can feel like everyone's saying, you know, this time of year in particular, um, you know, this is being recorded just before summer, I mean, I say just before summer, we're in June. And so, you know, there are a lot of people already thinking about summer holidays. So I certainly in the last month have been receiving various inquiries where there's been a lot of chat around, oh, but I don't know if now's the right time. We've got summer holidays coming up and I really love just having a fresh start in September and giving it a go then. Um, And, you know, the reality when it comes to growing an online business is we need sustainability. We need um, relatively predictable income For example, I myself have five different contractors that I'm hiring to run my business who I very much want to be able to pay predictably on time and all the things, and they all get paid decent salaries, as should be the case. That wouldn't be sustainable if my income fluctuated too much. How is it that I've been able to consistently continue to hire new people and continue to scale my business? Well, some of it has been a healthy dose of reactivity but not the type where, for example, in the last month where I had a few people all saying to me, 
would love to work with you. Um, but I think I'm gonna have to wait till September because your program is a big pro, you know, your container is a five month to six month container. I'm not quite ready for, to, you know, to do five months or if I am investing in five months, I want to do it after the summer. Now, of course, that's not the case for everyone. That's particularly the case for parents with children, you know, young children. That's certainly not the case for everyone who's come my way. And there have been, um, you know, the few exceptions, but reactivity and why it matters. So to give you an example of being reactive, but in the good way, I have reacted to the situation where people haven't been ready to invest in a five-month program and thought about, well, what difference would it make if it was six weeks? And one of the biggest reasons why probably about 80% of people didn't sign up to work with me was because I actually said to them they weren't at the right stage to do my five-month program. So instead... I am updating and improving a program I previously had that already was generating incredible results to tailor make it to those people that weren't at the right stage to join my larger program. Now, that is a really healthy dose of reactivity. And to to give you another context where I did that, right at the very beginning of um, working for myself, I initially worked solely one-to-one. And my first group program, you know, I remember at the time when I launched it and I was in this container with other people who were in a similar position, they were launching their first ever program. And I was the one who managed to execute it with relative ease. And I have to say, I was so early in the game at that stage, I didn't really understand what the difference was between me and those who weren't succeeding as well. They were equally intelligent, um, very driven, incredible skill set, um, you know, good at marketing, good, in, good at sharing their message. But some of them, it, it just again, it just felt like they were just shouting into a void um, and they didn't have that same level of ease that I had when I launched the first time. And what I recognize now looking back was the reason why my first group program sold as easily as it did was because I was working one-to-one with various people. And again, I was in a very similar predicament to the predicament I was in last month, which was, I think I had one month where I had lots of inquiries booked in. I was like, wonderful, this is fabulous. And unfortunately, again, it was a scenario where either people weren't quite in the right position yet to really benefit from working with me. They didn't have the necessary funds in some cases. And in other cases, it just, what I was offering wasn't really quite the right thing that they needed. But they all had a few things in common and those things in common and what they desired. In fact, I think if I remember correctly, I even sent them a survey where I was like, would you be happy to fill in these things so I can have a really good understanding of where you'd like more support? I mean, most of the learnings I did on it within our actual conversations where I truly listened, you know, I truly met them where they were at and I truly took time to understand where they were and what they needed and could then honestly give them a verdict as to whether we would be a good fit or whether now wasn't the time. So of course, when I returned to them and said, hey, you know what, I'm, I'm launching a group program. So you do have a way to get the desired results that you want with the money that you have um, and you know access it all on demand when you want it. I'll be running it in, I think it, I think it was actually May 2020. So pretty much just, just over two years ago that I launched my first group program. Crazy to think that time I made, I think 10,000 pounds. And I think last May I made 40. So really does show that perseverance, consistency, and, you know, sticking to it, there, there's so much to be gained um, in this online business world and it doesn't happen overnight. Okay. And I like to talk about money. I think it's important to talk about money because, I remember at that stage really looking for and wanting examples of people who'd made it work because there is no denying those early stages of building an online business 
I was working long hours. I'm not going to deny it. I was working much longer hours than I do now. In fact, now I work less than your average nine to five. But back then I was working once I put the kids to bed because there were so many different things to juggle because it was just me. I didn't have my lovely five contractors to help like I do now. That kind of reactivity, that reactivity of going, hmm, okay, there's a demand. There's a desire to work with me. There is a specific result they're looking for that I feel I can create a framework for them to achieve. I can, you know, bustle all the skills and knowledge I have and put it into a digital program, which will serve them indefinitely. I even had someone reach out to me recently and say they were going back through that content, um, which really flattered me. And it was really gorgeous to know that what I'd created then was still serving them now because the kind of things I package together now reflect the evolution that I've experienced within my own business and bring deeper knowledge, deeper strategies to the table. But the negative side, the flip side of being reactive, I mean, I guess the difference here is strategical reactivity is fantastic. Emotional reactivity is one we have to be enormously careful with. And to give you some context, if I'm being entirely honest, yes, I did have a moment. I did have a moment where my inner child was a bit sad that last May, I was delighted by the number of inquiries coming in. I was so excited for what that might mean for my gorgeous um, Scale with the Power Oneers and having more people in there. I was really excited for what it meant in various ways. And when it came to attracting new clients for my agency, that was a breeze. And we brought in two beautiful new clients with relative ease because my agency now has been around a while and uh, we get incredibly good referrals from the clients we already work with, which makes that side of the business almost take care of itself. For my coaching side of the business, for Scale with the Power One, it was really disheartening. I'm not going to lie. It was disheartening. Um, and what was interesting was recognizing I was seeing similar stories from other people in the coaching um, world and people kind of going, oh, well, that was just May. You know, it's because we've got those bank holidays coming up. It's because we had, you know, we just finished the half term, no, the, sorry, not the half term, just finished the um, Easter holidays. And before you knew it, it was half term, all the different things, all the different kind of, I'm not going to say excuses, but there were lots of stories coming up around why May was not so great for them. And I have to say, and obviously as Mercury retrograde, retrograde, can't even say the word, there, there were a lot of things happening in May, um, which I, and I, and I really sensed it. There was a strange energy going on in May where a lot of people seemed to be wobbling a bit and not firmly holding to any decision-making. So that was kind of one observation, but there was this moment where I felt a bit disheartened. And of course, for a moment, I questioned things which is so funny because I'm so regularly you know, holding my clients and supporting them in the moments where they want to throw everything in. And I'm always trying to hold like, you know, almost like holding the ropes on their boat and hold, helping them steer straight when they're wanting to just chuck everything in and go back to land. Because a lot of the time things just need a bit more time. It's that whole like visual we've seen of somebody chipping into, um, you know, to like mine gold and being that close and giving up you know, dropping tools and leaving and how frustrating it is on the outside. We can see it and we're like, don't give up, but they're tired. They've done all the work they don't want to do anymore. This is, that is emotional reactivity, right? You know, we know if we persevere, we know that there is, you know, gold at the end of that tunnel or at the end of that mine, but somehow when we're not seeing evidence of what it is we desire, we can be so quick to drop tools. And this is where shiny object syndrome comes in, right? This is where we're suddenly like, 
oh, I've had a bad month in business. I'm going to go onto LinkedIn. I'm going to apply for some real jobs. And I'm going to swear at my partner who has it so much easier than me because he has a nice guaranteed check coming in the post every month. And who cares that he has to get up really early? And who cares he has to commute? Like he has the easy life and I have this really difficult life. <laughs> and I'm laughing because we've all been there, right? And I know it's not just me. Um, I know that it's, it's something that me and like my business friends joke over. Um, you know, but that existential dread that like drops in when we have a quieter month or when we have a few sales calls that don't convert or when we have a launch where hardly anyone shows up to the webinar. I mean, the reality is success is built on failures, right? And so that ability to create the emotional resilience around that and still hear what we need to hear, you know, that, that, that ability for me to move from feeling like, oh, does this mean there's something wrong with what I'm doing? Does this mean that like the whole funnel needs rejigging? Does that mean my webinar's not quite right? And deep down, there was this deep knowing. No, because there's still a lot of people who are interested. I've got a wait list of people who want to start September. What I'm doing is correct, but I need to read the room. And the room is telling me right now that there are people ready to work with me who I have the skills to support and a program that is almost the perfect fit for them and I have another program, which right now the majority of people are saying to me, I love this. I want this, but you know, I, I also don't want to be working over the summer. And when I adhere to my own values, which are about balance and connection, always, you know, taking an empowered yes to what we're doing, I would never, ever try and like collapse that timeline and bring them into my world. Now it's really important to me that they come in when they feel right. And when they can get the most from the program and valuing balance, if somebody wants to use August to be with their family or to travel or to do all those things that we've not been able to do so much of. And who am I to stand in the way? Like, of course, that after kind of having that moment, observing that moment of that slightly wounded child in me thinking, I've had all these beautiful conversations, made all these wonderful connections, yet here I am sending away these people that I can't give something to right now and acknowledging that some of the people who will benefit from the program that I have currently, it's just not their time right now. And I suspect as the program continues to grow, there will be less of this kind of gap between people discovering me and then working with me because I've got ads running all the time. I've got new people joining my world all the time. So at some stage, it will just continuously trickle through. But in the meantime, what am I going to do? And to be honest with you, there was a situation that really, really got me in the heart space which was I was talking to another single mum and she had such similar goals to the goals that I had when I was starting out and I just felt this really strong urge to support her and and create something that would be accessible to her nearly all of this has been incredibly inspired by her because I walked away from the conversation thinking I know I can help you and so it was a no-brainer. It was a no-brainer to create this program. And obviously, strategically, as a business move, it makes sense. Emotionally, it makes sense. In regards to my team's capacity, it makes sense. What I recognize is this is how I've operated in my business all the time. I sometimes call it being, I mean, I, I rarely refer to it as reactivity. I more often refer to it as deep listening. I listen to what people have to say to me. Interestingly, one of my Scale the Power One ladies reflected to me the other day on a coaching call. She said, when you, we, we had our sales conversations, Polly, you met me where I was at. And I just thought that was so significant and sadly something I don't see very often in the sales conversations where people kind of just start kind of sending me spammy pictures in my DMs. That is not meeting somebody where they are at. 
Um, and I think what's so important is when you adhere to your values, somehow everything else flows, you know, your energy attracts others who have the same value values, and then your work becomes so much more pleasant. So yeah, so essentially the moral of the story is react when you are seeing a pattern, when you are even perhaps seeing something that doesn't seem quite right, rather than being rigid in your thinking or being black and white in your thinking and thinking it has to be this or, or it has to be that, instead recognizing what is the opportunity here? What is working here? What can be doubled down on? And what bit can be like, maybe not ditched, but perhaps put to the side for now while you focus on another area in your business. And honestly, the people I see who thrive in their business are those who have the ability to do that. I think one of the important things we have to reflect on when we do this is just ensuring that it's still aligned with our values and still aligned with the people we desire to work with. So for me, for example, the reason why I'm creating this program is it really quite genuinely is the step that someone would need to take before they would be in the position to be in a, you know, the perfect fit for scale with a power one. So for me, it's still a scenario where all roads lead to Rome. Everything still comes back to spaciousness, simplicity, and a strategy that you can truly lean into to create more freedom in your life um, while and creating you know, what should be a sustainable business. So everything is still rooted in the same values with the same principles and for the same person. They're just slightly, they're just at a slightly different stage in the journey. And that feels really good. What is bad when it comes to reactivity is where you see someone go, well, somebody said I was really good at giving them advice on their relationship the other day. So I'm going to become a relationship coach. Oh, the, the person I was helping with their relationship said I really helped them with their business. So now I'm a business coach. Somebody said the other day, I've got really good self-esteem. So now I'm a self-love coach. Like if you are constantly changing who you are, what you are, who you're serving, how you're serving them, that is where the integrity starts to fall to pieces. And that is where people start to not really know who or who you are. Because when you consistently show up as who you are, that in itself breeds trust. That like, no trust that we know are the foundations to somebody then purchasing from you, from them becoming a client. So reactivity, yes, in the sense of hearing your dream clients' needs. If they're not your dream clients, then you shouldn't be, you know, you should be steering them towards someone else who is a better fit. Um, but also understanding that, yes, you will occasionally feel knocked down. You will occasionally have months that aren't as successful as others. You will occasionally have a sales call where you felt like everything aligned beautifully, yet somehow it wasn't still the right fit and it didn't work out. And sometimes it's that sales call that's the make or break between whether you can pay yourself well that month. And quite honestly, it's the ability to ride out those waves during growing your online online business, that is the thing that will get you to the stage where you can be hiring all the contractors. You can react in a way that feels really fun and exciting and getting those creative juices flowing versus like, oh God, what do I create now? Um, so yeah, reactivity from a space of fun, playfulness, see where you're, you know, and, and really meeting the needs of the people you care about meeting and not reactivity from a space of, I'm useless, this hasn't worked, so this means this about me. Nothing in your business ever means anything about you until you let it, okay? <laughs> if there's one thing you take away from this podcast today, whether you are having a good month, a bad month, whether you've had a 40K month, whether you've had a 10K day, whether you've earned nothing for two weeks, none of it means anything about you until you let it. And that can be as good or a bad thing as you want it to be, but quite honestly, that's why 
I am the way I am in my business because I've never let my 40K months define me as much as my 15K months. They're all there for a reason. And as long as you keep your eye on the prize, which is creating a business where you adhere to your values and create wonderful experiences for your clients, everything has a way of working itself out. So there we have it, my lovelies. I hope there were some useful takeaways from what I was sharing with you today. And I shall speak to you again soon. You have been listening to the Embodied Business Revolution podcast with myself, Polly Lavarello. Thank you so much for joining me today. And if you enjoyed today's episode and are keen to hear more, come on over and join us behind the scenes at Embodied Business Revolution on Instagram. We can't wait to say hi.